Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Lenny here with you alone this morning. And um, Pastor Lori, sorry she couldn't be here, but there was a snow emergency. Uh, she received a phone call from, uh, from my son, and he asked if she could uh, possibly watch the grandbabies because their school was, was canceled because of the threat of a wintry mix. So although Lori loves being here with me, she also loves being with her grandbabies, but I miss her. I miss her. I miss her. I miss her. I don't like being here in front of you guys without her. But um, I want to let you know, for both her and I, how much we really love and appreciate you. I mean that from the bottom of, of my heart and of our hearts together. You mean so very much to us. We love you. We love you. We love you. You are loved by God wholly, completely, perfectly, and you are loved by Lori and I very much, very deeply. Thank you for all you do for us. And um, we're going to jump right in. And this is a continuation of the last time we met, and we're still talking um, um, about Colossians, Colossians chapter 2. And I've, I've mentioned so many times that that um, our lane is a lane of pure grace, pure grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is my gospel. I, I've, I've taken that phrase from Paul. Paul had said many times, this is my gospel. Well, now this is my gospel. It is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus, period. There's no assistance needed on my part. There's no assistance called for, you know, of me by God. If, if it was an assistance covenant, covenant of grace was an assistance covenant, well, then I would re ruin the equation. It's not. It's all about Jesus. Jesus, you know, God's perfect sacrifice, God's perfect offering. There need not be another one made by us because God provided a perfect sacrifice and a perfect offering. He satisfied his justice. You know, and now he's satisfied through Jesus Christ, the law, fulfilled the law. So now it's canceled out. No more law. No more laws that are contrary to us, that are against us. Now all the promises of God in Jesus Christ, which is where we dwell and move and have our being, Acts chapter 17, verse 28, all the promises are yes and amen. You know, there's, there's only two things that we need to, to, uh, to recognize, really. Two things, and this is what the Apostle Paul is always addressing in all his letters. He's always consistent. Yeah, there might be some little things here and little things there that are going on that, you know, he has to deal with. But the way he deals with it is, is, is in these two key ways. And um, I spoke about this, you know, last Sunday uh, at church service where I talked about the two keys, your two keys for the miraculous, your two keys for the supernatural, your two keys for, for healing or, or what, what it is that you're looking for, your two keys. And the two keys that Paul addresses and deals with is your righteousness, your righteousness, you know, you being right with God, you being right with God, right before God, right as God, your righteousness, that makes you one with God, it makes you at peace with God. It, 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 and it totally qualifies you. God qualifies you because of your perfection, because of your righteousness, because of faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. 
You don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. You can't work for it, and you can't earn it. This is so vitally important, okay? And, uh, and then number two, he, he, number one, he dealt with faith in Jesus Christ for righteousness, and righteousness, like, like I said, is where God qualifies us, the Father qualifies us to qualify, period. Faith in Jesus Christ. And then number two, Paul deals with, with our coming into the realization and the understanding and the illumination of his magnificent love for us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Ephesians chapter 3 deals with that, you know, that we would know with all the saints, you know. First of all, we, become, we, would, become really, root, uh, um, we would become rooted and grounded in his love. Rooted and grounded in his love. And, and as with all the saints, we would come to know the height, the depth, the width, the breadth, the length of his love for us. And, and as that takes place, all the fullness of God that is within us, you know, is able to powerfully move, move in our lives. So those are the two keys Paul always deals with. Faith in Jesus Christ for your righteousness, minus works, minus doing. And number two, how very much God, Jesus, loves you. Remember Romans chapter 5, um, I believe it's verse 3, where, 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 where Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit has been shed abroad upon our hearts. Shed abroad upon our hearts. For what? To reveal like a cheerleader the love of God for us. In, in verse 8 of chapter 5, God commended that love to us. And, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, he loved us. He loved us. He loved us that we would know that love. So we were having fun. We were having a good time. You know, we were having a good time with Colossians. We were talked about how Jesus, precious Jesus, beloved Jesus, okay? He canceled out the laws, the laws, the laws. I, re I really love this in, in, in Colossians. Paul talks about the law, how it was against us, how it was contrary to us. And he uses a similar language in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. You could read it where he calls the law, right? The ordinances of, of, of death, of death, the administration of death. Wow, that's, that's really harsh, the administration of death that was against us. So you can see similar language regarding the law as far as Paul was concerned. And that's huge and that's big. Why? Because he was zealous for the law of Moses, right? Because, because he had scales on his eyes. And he, and he was the biggest persecutor of the church. So now he's letting us know Jesus Christ on that cross, through his blood, through his death, took those ordinances and laws that were against us, that were contrary to us. He nailed them to the cross and obliterated them. There is no more accusations against us. There is no, there's no more warrants for our arrest, warrants. There's, we, 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 we do not any longer stand to be indicted, indicted by, by the law. And then we talked about how, how Paul in, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, therefore stand in the liberty where which Christ has made you free and no longer be enslaved to a yoke of bondage. And we, we joked about how, and then after that, G, 
Paul didn't say, oh, yes, but here's a few. There's a few I want to put on you. And you see, that's the difference between the gospel of grace and the gospel of mixture. And I talk about this all the time, okay? The gospel of grace and the, and the gospel of mixture. You know, if you're led to, you know, think, well, I need to, or I must, or I haven't been, or, you know, there's things I need to do, there's responsibilities I have, you have been, okay, you have been ministered to, and in a sincere and loving way, but you've been ministered to in, in mixture, in the, inter, in the intermingling of covenants, where New Testament doesn't equal New Covenant. So there was an intermingling there, and, and we have to remove ourselves from that intermingling. And those are tells. If you're, you, you're telling yourself, I must, I need to, I have to, I, I must not be, you put yourself in the equation, and you are not in the equation. And, and, and so Paul wants you to, 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 to live in freedom. I talked about like that kite that wants to just, it just wants to go, and it just wants to soar. And it just wants to be let go and, and, and fly as high as it can, but it can't because it has a string to it, a string attached to it. Well, Paul here is cutting the string. And why is this so important, okay? This is so important, all right, because I know so many, so many people like, what hinders us? What hinders us? What hinders us? Can sin hinder us? Listen, as far as God is concerned, no. As far as God is concerned, he has no remembrances of it. As far as God is concerned, it, you know, you were buried with Christ. That old man was buried with Christ. That sin nature, that empowered sin is gone. Colossians chapter 2 talks about the circumcision that took place in Christ. It's gone. It's now extinct. The only thing that gives, you know, sin a voice now, well, there's two things. There's you constantly dwelling on it, you know, or dwelling on it or remembering it or whatever, giving voice to it, number one. Or number two, the law. See, we have to awaken unto our righteousness, awaken up to our, awaken up to our holiness, our true new, new creation realities where I am, I can, and I have. I am just like Jesus I have what he has, and I can do what he can do. New creation realities. And if there's anything that leads us into believing that we're not, or we have not, or we can't do, because that's not the gospel, guys. So Paul wants us to live in freedom. Pastor Letty wants you to live in freedom. Let's stop making sin an issue. It's not to God. It's not to God. Okay? And it's all about his love, and it's all about his mercy, and it's all about his grace, and it's all about what he has done. All right? Just uh, Romans chapter 11. I love this verse. Romans chapter 11, verse 6. And if it's by grace, okay, which it is, it's by grace, then it's no more works. There's no more you have to. You need to. You must. You have an obligation, okay? Romans chapter 11, verse 6. And if by grace, then it is no more works. You know, otherwise, grace is no, is no more grace. If there's works attached to it, if there's you must, you must now do attached to it, then it's not grace. Do you see this? And, they, and it says, but if it be of works, then it's no more grace. It's either one or the other, guys. It's either works or it's grace. Otherwise, work is no more works. That's a beautiful portion of scripture, Romans chapter 11, verse 6. It's by grace and no more of works. 
Otherwise, grace is no more grace. That's powerful. And I want to, again, address this issue from, from Romans. You know, I, I, we're in Colossians, but I'm going to go to Romans. But I told you, the way you interpret Scripture is through the verse, right? The, 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 the context of the verse as it relates to the verses around it, before it, after it, as it relates to the chapter, as it relates to the entire writing, the entire letter, and as it relates to the entire, you know, theological thinking of the writer himself, period. So you're going to find a great consistency in Paul's writings. And, and, and in Romans chapter what, what, chapter 4, I, I lo love what Paul addresses here. He's talking about two people here. He's talking about Abraham, and then he's talking about David. Listen to this language. This is from Romans chapter 4 and verse 4. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. I want to emphasize that once again. But to him that worketh not. Worketh not. Now, look at what it says in verse 6. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputes righteousness to without works. Without working. This is beautiful. And it says, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are removed. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Or blessed is the man who no longer has sin counted against him. Now, it's extremely important. Extremely important. Because, because Paul later on says, for until the law... There, there was sin in the world, okay? The law, there was always sin in the world. But, but now there's a, a colon there. In other words, a, now there's a new thought that Paul wants to bring to our attention. But sin is not imputed where there is no law, okay? Now, many people believe that means, well, until the law came at Mount Sinai, God didn't hold sin against people. That's not what it means, that's not what it really. That's not what it really means at all. And how do we know that God? You know, it wasn't that there was no law, so God didn't count sin against them. Well, what, how do you explain Sodom and Gomorrah? Okay, how do you explain the flood? All right, sin was counted against man, and Paul goes on to beautifully tell us in in Romans chapter one, chapter two, how all men men were were guilty. They were guilty without the law. With the law, without the law, with the law, without the law. So this is not talking about there was no law, so sin, sin was not imputed, sin was not counted against them. What this is meaning is for until the law, sin has always been, right? It's always been, it's always been. And then there's a colon, a new thought, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. What does that mean? That means there is no law now, guys. We have no law. The ordinances that were against us, that were contrary to us, the, administ the administration of death, the administration of condemnation, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, okay, have been obliterated, 
canceled out. And now we are free, free to move and live and have our being in Jesus Christ, where it's all about him, where it's all about his magnificent grace and his magnificent mercy and his magnificent power and his magnificent love. And remember those two things Paul tells us. Remember your righteousness and remember your love. These are the only two things you need to remember. Put on the new man, which after Jesus Christ and his image has been created in in true righteousness and true holiness by becoming renewed in the spirit of your mind. Guys, I'm about, about the gospel of grace. I'm about freeing you, freeing you. There are no conditions you need to meet. There are no conditions you need to meet. You are fully qualified by daddy God, period. No conditions you need to meet. Christ met all the conditions for you. You are fully qualified to qualify for all the blessings and all the promises because Jesus Christ qualified, qualifies you when you put your faith in him. Now it's up to us to just rest. Behold Jesus. We rest in his, in his love. Rest in the fact that we're united with him, that we're one with him, that as he is, so are we, that I can, I have, and I am, because Jesus is, has, and can do. There are no more requirements. You are a believer. You have God faith. You do qualify. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not doing anything wrong except not believing that Jesus has done everything right and he is the one that qualified us before God. And now by faith in him, God has fully qualified you. No work, no effort needs to be done. No guilt, shame, condemnation, it is removed. I love you. I appreciate you. I pray for you. Uh, many of you, you know, want to bless this ministry with your, with your love gifts, your offerings, and have said to me, Pastor, we don't know how to do that. And um, I will be, and I am putting those methods onto, onto this message so that you can easily do that. And, and thank you, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you ahead of time because our ministry, like any other ministry, could not be if it wasn't for the body of Christ, God moving on his children and then his children of their storehouses giving unto ministries like Pastor Lori and, and myself's New Life Ministry, where it's all about grace and it's all about you. We love you and we'll see you again real soon. Have a wonderful day.